extend your skills and your awareness of different terminologies or different time frames, different attack types. You've sort of just got to become all in cyber to really take it all in because it is such a big field. You just want a broad knowledge of everything. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Cyber Revolution podcast. Thanks for joining us yet again. I'm Adam Hewitt, the CEO of Cyber Revolution. And today I'm joined by former student of ours, Tim Jensen. Tim, how are you going? Hi, good. Thank you. How are you doing, Adam? Good, mate. Good. Thanks for coming on. This podcast is a long time in the making. We've been trying to get this one uh, to work probably for what, about six months now? Yes, I think so. Since the start of the year. So lots has happened. So it's yeah. good to finally meet you. Which is why we're having a chat with you. I know I wanted to get you on because um, not only have you just landed, you know, not just, but you've you've landed a role in the industry. You've been busy moving cities, you know, having potential opportunities. So it's a really interesting story. So thanks for taking the time out of your day, mate, to come on and have a chat. We're going to get into the details soon. Before we do, I want to give all of the new listeners um, a bit of an overview of who this podcast is for, who Cyber Evolution are. So we are. Australia's only cyber revolution. We're Australia's only dedicated cybersecurity training and placement institute. We specialize in in finding people their first job in cybersecurity. And so if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, who this is for is somebody who is intrigued by this industry. They're probably seeing more and more about it on the news, attacks occurring each and every day, and they're interested to know how they can potentially transition into cybersecurity for the first time, just like Tim has done. What skills you need to learn, uh, what roles are available? Um, what even is cybersecurity? It is a bit of a mysterious industry. So that is the point of this podcast is to educate people who are interested in it um, and want to land their first job in cybersecurity. So if that sounds interesting, if that resonates, this could be the podcast for you. Okay, Tim, let's get into it, mate. Thanks. I want to start from the very beginning. So um, let's talk about even before you decided to join Cyber Evolution, what were you doing? And what made you just, what made you start thinking about a career change into cybersecurity? Yes, no, of course. So I joined the ADF straight after high school, about 17, 18, did my four years in there. And then the plan was always to then move on to federal police, state police, or the border force, the marine tactical unit. But I did also grow up with a big interest in IT, building my own gaming computers and a bit of a tech nerd in that aspect. Also then when I came across cybersecurity, it sort of felt like it was the same policing work in an IT environment, which just instantly felt like the perfect match. Yeah, I started looking more into cyber and came across Cyber Revolution as one of the training platforms. Breach, I guess you're still on defense, different type of battlefield, right? Now on defense, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we actually, um, we get a lot of ex-ADF. We just signed a, um, a partnership with Soldier on Australia as well. Yep. And what we find is that so many things that transition from what you learn within the army and the defense force that translates and correlates into cybersecurity. There are obviously some other benefits as well in regards to security clearances, et cetera. So it's a really good, I guess, transition for, for people like yourself, uh, which has proven the case for you too. What was it specifically about cybersecurity for you that um, interested you so much? I think it was just the sort of nature of the work, nature of the business, the nature of the sort of cyber attacks you see pretty much on a weekly basis at the moment with some of the biggest companies in the world. So it was sort of just, yeah, it felt like it would have been a good environment to be able to sort of provide some some sort of um, formal help or so forth into that industry. Um, yep. It's just something I was naturally interested in. 
Yep. Then you find that like what we find as well is a lot of ex-ADF, they, they had that still desire and want to serve and protect. Was that part of it for you as well? It's probably not something I could pinpoint at the time, but it was definitely, you know, like most people who are in the ADF, very proud to wear the uniform, very proud of their job. So being in cyber, it feels like we do contribute a lot on a day-to-day basis to our clients and the business that we're in. Yeah. Yeah. Great, man. Okay. And so you touched on it before, but tell us a little bit about your studying experience because you didn't have any IT certifications or experience or cyber experience previously before starting with us. What was that like? Yes. No. Um, so yeah, my role in the ADF wasn't from an IT background. So yeah, transitioning to sort of back to studying again, especially in such a niche field, couldn't thank cyber revolution enough for the platform provided, um, especially with the online labs not just the theoretical study, but you're able to get hands in and everything you learn, you can then put it into a hands-on experience. It was sort of just, that's sort of the way I prefer to learn. So it was definitely, you'd keep repeating it until you felt comfortable. Yep. We're trying to make mimic as much as possible in your practice labs. What you're going to experience in, you know, in the real world is really important because um, it gives you those practical skills, but it also gives you the confidence going into a new career that, hey, I've kind of done this before. Yes. Did you find that was the case with you? Were you a little bit nervous going into a new industry that had Yeah, definitely. You know, you can only learn so much from a theoretical standpoint before the real world is just completely different. But there was certain labs where I felt like I know the basic concepts I can build off this into my now day-to-day job. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And speaking of your job, tell us a little bit about the role that you did land. Um, yeah. What are you doing? Yes. So at the start of the year, I landed a role in a security operations center as a SOC analyst down in Canberra. Um, and then I'm fortunate enough, I now am a security consultant specializing in GRC, governance risk and compliance with NCC group, working full-time for one of the biggest companies in the financial service industry. Massive, massive, mate. And so um, I know that your pathway into this industry was, uh, I don't want to say harder than most because you had a bunch of opportunities, but it was a little bit up and down. It was a bit inconsistent. We had yep. some high points and then we had some um, setbacks. Um, tell us a little bit about that because that wasn't as straightforward as a lot of our students, you know, do your training, get your certs, land a job. Yours was a little bit different. Yes. I think um, probably since September, October last year, it was just a lot of opportunities came through, but last minute sort of business decisions or um, sort of business frameworks of directive that they were going in just yeah couldn't get the contract over the line um which was very unfortunate i remember that man it was like we had so many opportunities for you with huge amazing companies yeah. and we're like great awesome tim's got this opportunity he's got three or four to choose from and it was just at the 11th hour someone would be like oh for whatever reason this director's left the business we need to then yeah three months before we're hiring again and we're like that just seemed to keep happening to you <laughs> Yeah, it was, I thought I thought after once it wouldn't happen again, but yeah, by the third time I was like, all right, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so ready to give it all, all in. That was really frustrating. So um, you finally did obviously get into the industry. Um, as you said, you landed a role that, down in Canberra and you've then relocated since? Yes. So I'm currently in, based in Sydney at the moment. Uh, we do have the flexibility to work from home, but yeah, given the nice view from the Sydney office, I usually am a couple of days a week. You're just down the road from Cyber Revolution. Actually, Tim and I caught up for a coffee last week, uh, two weeks ago now, um, Yeah, 200 meters from our office. So yeah, yeah, awesome. I'm actually, I'm actually catching up for coffee uh, in an hour or so with um, Gil. Did you ever? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but have... I, I reached out to Gil when he landed his um, 
position with CyberCX. Yeah, yeah. CyberCX's office is literally 500 meters, you know, down the road as well. And so I'm going to catch up um, with yep. the shout, shout out to him. He's just been um, promoted to a new role. Oh, good on him. Still within CyberCX? Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. After about a year or so in the industry, he's um, he's landed a new promotion. We might have to get him back on the podcast to have a chat about it. But yeah, no, sure. anyway, back on back onto yourself. So um, now that you're uh, in the industry, actually, before we talk a little bit more about that, I want to touch base on your training uh, yeah. and see your training experience, the training and support that you received from Cyber Evolution. Uh, yeah. You were going through some of those potential tough times where you were getting really, really close to getting your opportunity in the industry and then having a step set back. Tell us a bit more about, you know, that experience and the support you received. Yes, no, of course. Um, the support definitely could not thank the, I guess, what, what's it called now? The um, student mentors, career pathway mentors. Yep. Um, so at the time I had Reese and I could not thank Reese enough. We were weekly meet, meetings on a regular basis, kept me on track with my studies and what to do next. And then, yeah, when it came to the job hunt debacle at the end of last year, you and Reese were both just a phone call away after every time I needed a bit more support to stay in and look for another position. And so, yeah, no, that was much appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. We got there in the end, mate. And so, um, now that you're in the industry, what are you most excited about? Honestly, the career progression. There is, once you're in, like you hear everyone talk about, oh, there's not enough people, not enough people. But once you're in, that really opens your eyes up to... Yeah, there really isn't enough people in this industry. Yeah, and so um, you finding that obviously yeah, within the space, you hear a lot about it. Uh, you hear a lot about it in the media. All these statistics come out, and every time we have a student come on and they land their first role in the industry, they say the same thing. They're like, "Oh yep. wow, it is potentially yep. even worse." Yeah. <laughs> so career progression. What? Why is that important to you? Um, I think it's always been a big thing. Was to feel inspired from what I do, but also provide the sort of get the sort of feedback from management higher up and the high-end sort of clients that you know the consulting work that we provide is beneficial for them um so having a clear career pathway um is definitely something i always sort of relied on um and that was sort of stems back from the army as well you know you've got your set promotions and rates and so forth so it's nice to still sort of have that career pathway yep which is nice yeah, that's for me, I bang on about it a lot. That's the most exciting thing about the industry. You can go from an entry level to a mid-level to an advanced level role pretty quickly, right? Which you just don't yep. get. In no, nowhere else. Pretty sure. Sure. many other people um, ahead of you, right? There's yep. a law firm or accounting firm. you got to be there for 10, 15 years before you yep. get to that advanced level role. Whereas in cyber, it's more that sort of five to seven years, which is the most exciting thing for me. And all of that, obviously, of that career progression comes um you know more financial freedom um in regards to the salaries that you can get as well and you might actually have to catch up with gil um take him out for a coffee and talk about how he did it because he's you know probably only about six or eight months ahead of you um in regards to his career in cyber and he's a grc consultant too uh was a grc consultant and he's just now um landed a role as a uh, a cyber security consultant there too so yep um, I have to link you two guys up and, and have a chat about he did because you, you're on a similar pathway to him. Yes, no, for sure. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, awesome, man. And so career progression is important. I guess, what does that look like for you? Talk to me about what your potential pathway over the next two to three years looks like. Where, where do you want to be? Yes, no, of course. Um, the next two to three years, yeah, would definitely love to start pushing on the edge of that senior consultant pathway. 
and then build from there into the management consulting and then principal consulting. Yeah, like to stay in the consulting sort of workspace. Yep. And definitely like to strive for, you know, leading my own. So I would say one day, like my internal managers do now, I get along well with them, which would be. Awesome. What do you enjoy about? What do you enjoy about that? Because obviously, when we talk about a cyber consultant, it's a lot more client facing as opposed yep. to behind the desk doing the technical work. Um, you're out there building relationships, maintaining relationships with clients. What what do you enjoy about it? I think it's the day to day freedom of we get the flexibility to work our own hours, do the work. If we want to duck out for a coffee, catch up with clients, do whatever during the day. No one's asking questions. Um, as long as our hours are billed, our billable timeframes, we're meeting our targets and we're doing our work and the client's happy, we get a lot of freedom. Whereas on the technical aspect in the SOC that I was in, it was 12 hours on, 12 hours off, night day shifts, night shifts. It was different sort of lifestyle. And that's something that I wasn't aware of at the time Yep. when trying to decide between a technical and a consulting pathway. Yep. That's really important to note, guys. For anyone listening who are students or aspiring cyber professionals there are typically two pathways to get into this industry you've got the technical pathway or the consulting pathway and they're two very sim uh, they're two very different roles yes yeah. yeah. all right and we try and get our students to understand what they're best suited to before they apply for those roles if um you you don't enjoy that real attention to detail putting your head down doing the work technically day to day then you're not going to really enjoy that technical that technical pathway and technical role. Some people love that though. I spoke to a couple of students not long ago and they love the idea of just being able to work from home and just do a technical role, same thing day in, day out. And they love that consistency. Um, whereas for someone like yourself who likes meeting people, having a bit more flexibility and freedom, that consulting pathway and the client pacing pathway is definitely the one that we that we recommend. So you prefer that? far over the technical side then definitely definitely been exposed now to the uh sort of client social events um yeah yeah you can't turn that down <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good fun. i think you're suited you're suited completely to that and as i said now you've got a real good plan to get to that principal consultant or leave you lead your um your own team and i don't think it's going to be too long till you get there mate so um it's exciting now i want to finish on your top three tips like i do with all of yep. our things that we get on because everyone listening here does want to be where you are, right? And yep. so what would be your your three top tips for somebody listening now that's looking to get into cybersecurity? Yes, no, good question. I think straight off the bat, the first one's going to have to be consistency. Yours and like consistency, consistency and self-discipline to get the study done because there's definitely a lot of times where you just, oh, I don't feel like studying and that could happen for a week before you know what a month's gone past and then you're in a tough time frame to, your exams and get all your certifications done. Um, so that's definitely number one. Number two would be probably willingness to learn. Like there is a lot to take in, a lot to learn from a technical aspect all the way through to a consulting soft skills aspect. So definitely just be willing to absorb it all and take it in and just learn and take notes. And then number three, I would say different activities still within the workforce. So Big one would be try Hack Me. Use their platform as well to extend your skills and your awareness of different terminologies or different timeframes, different attack types. You've sort of just got to become all in cyber to really take it all in because it is such a big field, such a big industry. Yep. And it's not just streamlined to one sort of attack. It's 
multiple attack vectors and it's sort of something you just want a broad knowledge of everything so you yep. feel comfortable yep awesome man so all of your three top tips are centered around learning right which i love yes like it has to be because if you're not learning new skills especially in cyber which is an industry that changes so quickly you're not just staying still you're going backwards right and you're yep. not really be in this industry for all that long so um i guess the overarching tip there is continuously learn right with your studies consistency is key can even when you get into the industry i speak to students i speak to you know people who've been in the industry 20 years and they're still learning and doing certifications yep oh for sure that's awesome mate really really good tip thank you so much for taking the time out as i said i know you're busy and we've got you've got a meeting coming up soon mate so i'm gonna let you go Um, no no thank you Really appreciate your time coming on and sharing, yeah, sharing your experience. It's been a long time in the making, and we're going to have to get you, uh, yeah, we'll get you back on maybe in six months' time, and you can talk about, yeah, yeah, no, for sure, that career progression that we're talking. Glad about. we could finally, yeah, uh, get it done and um, have to keep push, pushing it back. So yeah, apologies. No, no, all good, all good, Tim. Was if you um, enjoyed this episode, please like, comment, subscribe. If you want to know a little bit more about the actual placement program that we do here and that Tim is successfully going through, all you need to do is just head to cyberrevolution.com.au. You can leave your details there and someone from the team will be in touch. Thanks for listening. So if you've been sitting on the fence for a while, umming or ahhing, this could be the opportunity, the push you need to make the change you need to make. I'll be getting a booking link placed into the description of this episode. Book yourself in for a chat with one of the team members and potentially you could be starting your journey in a new career in cybersecurity. Thanks for listening, everyone. 